listening to the Very Brave podcast, the podcast for women who are looking to find their brave and take more bold steps in life. We'll be chatting with women from all walks of life about redefining bravery away from just physical and heroic battlefield acts and being more inclusive of emotional, moral and spiritual bravery. The very things women the world over are participating in every single day. If you're ready to be inspired by stories of feminine bravery from across the globe and you know it's time to make your next bold move, then get comfortable, grab a coffee and let's get started. joining me and welcome back to the Very Brave podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Evans, and today I'm very excited to introduce you to Jane Lewis. Hello, Jane. Hello. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Please let our listeners know uh, who you are and uh, what you've got going on at the moment. Uh, Yeah, I am co-founder of Two Birds Brewing, which is Australia's first uh, female-founded brewery. And now these days I am also co-founder of Drinks Agents for Change, which is in the process of setting up a not-for-profit aimed at, you know, encouraging diversity and inclusion within the drinks industry. So obviously starting with beer, but uh, the drinks industry as a whole. Wow. So what got you into brewing? I actually studied winemaking at at uni, so I'd always wanted to do something in science but with something more kind of creative. So I studied winemaking to start off with and then really got into brewing when I was living in the country, which wasn't really working for me at the time. I was, you know, in my 20s and I was wanting to be in the city and so moved back to the city and ended up in a a brewing job at, um, at Little Creatures and that was... 18 years ago now and uh here I am still so didn't like the taste of wine preferred beer or love it all brewing is uh lights you up yeah I um I love it all I don't discriminate when it comes to (laughs) beer or wine I'm more than happy to consume all of it liked the uh more creative aspects of beer so you know wine is, is a quite a caretaking role so it's like you know, the fruit is the thing that tends to drive most of the flavour and, you know, it's about making sure that you, as a winemaker, just looking after that and taking that through the process, whereas I see beer as having a lot more impact of the actual brewer, so the actual maker, so being able to take different ingredients, blend them together to get whatever kind of outcome you want. So really enjoyed the creative process plus, uh, you know, the part of me that really likes a you know, immediate gratification, being able to drink a beer two weeks after you'd brewed it as opposed to in, you know, wine game potentially years after the fact. That part definitely uh, appealed to me as well. And being the first uh, female uh, founded and, and run brewing company, uh, mm. I imagine that's been quite disruptive. I mean, uh, yes, brewing is a very, has been a very male-dominated industry. It's, you know, changing a lot in the period of time, I guess, that I've that I've seen. But, yeah, it was definitely a seen as, as quite a different ownership structure, I guess, from, from a lot of what people were doing at the time. You are listening to The Very Brave Podcast. Did you know at the time when you were making the decision to found the brewing company that it was a bold step or even a brave step or is it something that you reflect on now and go, you know what, we were pretty ballsy for doing that? 
<laughs> no, I've always been relatively aware of the fact that it was a you know pretty out of the box thing to do. And but I remember at the time saying to Danielle Allen, my business partner, it was 2011, and I was just like, I can't actually believe that we've got to this time without having had someone do this before us. Like, I can't believe that that the first female-founded brewery was happening in 2011. It just seemed utterly ridiculous to me. And then, you know, also seeing sort of how few have sort of come after that as well. It's it's maybe not as ridiculous as I first thought. Mm. So do you think that there are inhibitors to other women following you down the same path? Look, I think part of it is, uh, to me, it all starts in the in the drinking side of it. I think, you know, beer has always had this very male view of it in terms of, you know, the marketing, right? So as far as I'm concerned, you don't end up thinking about making beer unless you enjoy drinking beer. So it's the same thing. You wouldn't be a winemaker without probably potentially being someone who actually really enjoyed mm. enjoyed wine. So you've got to kind of have that passion, I think, to get into it. So, you know, I think so much of beer has been placed in this male sphere and and so it's like you know we've been told our whole lives well I know particularly women of a certain age you know growing up with the VB ads of you know you can get in it toe on a plow and all those kind of things like it was just a very it was a very male you know the marketing was very male so I think the the um, drinker was very male so I think if you're not drinking it, then you're just not getting across there. So I think there's a big change coming through that's seeing a lot more females interested in beer and seeing fewer of those, you know, roadblocks, I think, that existed in people of my age anyway. Because it's it's such an interesting thing. You go to other countries, like I've got this mental picture of sitting in Belgium in a, you know, in one of the sort of the plazas there and it was 11 o'clock in the morning and there were, you know, people all around just, having a beer with breakfast in an entirely normal sort of a, a way and, you know, women in their 60s having a beer with with breakfast and, and it was something that struck me as being so foreign that you just do not see in this country and I always have kind of wondered about how we got it so wrong but <laughs> I think it comes down to marketing in the end. Yeah, and I, I guess it's a, a massive cultural shift for Australians to accept, socially accept, you know, uh, beer with breakfast right now you'd be labeled as having some kind of drinking problem surely I mean I know that thought crosses my mind when I see people at nine o'clock in the morning like I did last Monday at the airport having a beer before they take off <laughs> so, uh, there is no time zone in an airport though surely yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned you are listening to the very brave podcast Jane, if we're to switch our focus to bravery itself, Mm -hmm. what does it actually mean to you? I think bravery is doing what you think is right regardless of what other people around you might think. So I think it's sort of pursuing the, the right way, you know, that kind of social conscience side of things. So bravery is standing up even if other people don't agree with you. And, yeah, pursuing your true north, I guess, is what I see bravery as. Yeah. And with that definition in mind, can you share with me uh, some of the moments in your life where you recognise you have been brave? Yeah. I look, I mean, I think I have a really strong mind for equality and, you know, probably very much because of my my background. So standing up for the underdog 
is something that I, you know, do very naturally and wanting to make sure that everyone has an equal share of voice is is kind of things that I that I seek out. So I guess even starting two birds, you know, obviously, you know, acknowledging that was a that's a brave thing to do, but also I guess this not for profit situation really came out of there was a you know brewing had its Me Too movement sort of June May May June last year, and it kind of came out of the US where someone on a social media uh, platform had started asking people or start yeah starting asking people if they had experienced any form of harassment or or anything like that and. Um, the stories that came out, especially around women, treatment of women, was just absolutely insane. It was just this huge outpouring of of all of these stories. And I was so incredibly affected by it and felt like I had to do something. I didn't feel any choice in, in I was like, I can't just walk away from this. So then I spoke to some other women in the industry and I said, you know, do you feel as strongly as me about this? Do we, can we do something? What can we do? So, yeah, we made a call to effectively start a, you know, what was effectively a social media account, but a movement that we're now turning into a into a not-for-profit and, it, you know, kind of looking back, seeing that as being a very brave thing to do and, and seeing it hasn't always been viewed so warmly by everyone. But, again, it was that thing that was unequivocally right in my mind and that regardless of whether or not it was going to be viewed well by anyone else, it I couldn't not do it. It's that sense of moral bravery, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Absolutely. And what is it that you hope to achieve with the not-for-profit? We're really seeing it as a, an opportunity for education, so being able to speak to people about, I guess, what is acceptable, what other people's experiences are, helping them to kind of understand where they're at. And I guess probably a lot of my bravery as well comes a, it comes from a place of, privilege and understanding my privilege and saying, you know, okay, this is the situation I find myself in a majority in this particular scenario or whatever and being able to go, okay, well, how can I help someone who is not as fortunate as me and being able to actually help them up as well? So it's very much a matter of I feel relatively lucky in that my standing in my industry probably means that I don't see a lot of these kind of things, but I absolutely know that they're taking place and I can hear it and see it. So being able to go, okay, cool, how can we use, how can I use my position or, you know, this relative privilege in this particular scenario to make sure that this stuff just isn't isn't happening. So really wanting to work towards people not experiencing harassment or discrimination or any of those kind of things, you know, in the drinks industry. Ready to wake up every day and live your bravest life? Sign up today for our 365 Days of Brave and you will receive a daily brave message from Rachel Evans herself directly into your inbox, completely free of charge. Go to bravemedianetwork.com backslash 365 and sign up for your daily brave messages today. Aside from uh, the great work that you do in the not-for-profit, which I imagine is going to be confidence building and you know, overcoming fear uh, in the drinks industry for for women and and minorities. How else do you think we can encourage women everywhere to take more bold moves uh, and more acts of bravery? Yeah, look, it's a it's a really hard one. It, I think for me, it's always about when I'm really spurred into action and when I really do the brave things. It's that feeling of 
what am I going to feel when I look back and look at this period of time in my life? So how will I view this? If I don't do this, will I be stoked when I'm lying on my deathbed that I didn't do it? And so it's kind of that looking as a, is future me going to be okay with this decision to pursue or to not pursue this? And, you know, starting two birds, for, for an example, was like, I will regret for the rest of my life not giving this a go. So in that scenario, I was like, I have to do this. I just absolutely have to do it. I have to at least give it a try. And, and I also think reframing failure. I'm like, I don't see anything as being a failure at all. And like everything is just an opportunity to learn. And, you know, it's, it's just an opportunity to grow and, and seeing those sorts of things in that growth mindset for me is what it's all about. It just makes everything seem so much easier. It's like, yeah, sure. Can I learn something? Absolutely. So yeah, I think getting rid of the word failure would definitely help around, you know, being able to be braver. And I I definitely think also asking what's the worst that could happen. And if that's, that risk is acceptable to you, then yeah, push forward, go for it. Yeah. Because it's actually the fear of uh, failing that means so many people don't start at all doesn't it yeah absolutely and I'm like what really is failure what's yeah what is the absolute worst that can happen and what does failure mean to you in that scenario and and is it really that big a deal or is it just is it just saying that you've failed and, and what does that really actually mean so yeah I think that reframe as well can be really helpful to be like hey, all right sure okay what's the worst that can happen you are listening to the very brave podcast think it's identifying as well that fear is just the first step in the process because if you're not afraid courage is not going to arrive you wouldn't need it so first we must feel the fear as the as the saying goes you know summon our courage but then act uh and then do the thing so that later on we can sit back and go yeah that was great absolutely and you know recognizing that it's just another human emotion and that emotion is helpful and you know is there for a reason and if you didn't feel fear then you might do some really dopey things but your body's also training you to be fearful about things that maybe you don't need to be as well so reminding yourself that that's not that sometimes it's there to protect you but sometimes it's actually there and it's holding you back and and maybe you can move through that yeah I've got a question for you now um about what you would say to 18 year old Jane um, mm. if you had the chance to go back and offer her some advice Oh, definitely. Trust yourself. You don't have to please everybody. You cannot please everybody. So you might as well make sure that you are making yourself happy. Make sure you're making decisions with yourself at the forefront and that doesn't make you selfish or mean or anything like that. I think that's probably the biggest thing I've learned is, yeah, people-pleasing tendencies have, have done me so wrong in so many ways. So absolutely telling 18-year-old Jane to yeah, watch out for that would absolutely be my number one thing. Yeah, and it's great advice. Uh, people-pleasing often doesn't serve you in the long run. No, that's definitely what I've found anyway. <laughs> in my experience, that is absolutely the case. People-pleasing just leads to you being way down the list of of people who are made happy by situations and leads to all sorts of resentment and um, really unhealthy coping for in certainly in my scenario. Thank you. Great advice. 
finally, what would be your next brave move if you can share it with us? My next brave move? Oh, look, I guess pursuing work with Drinks Agents for Change, being able to really dive into that wholeheartedly and and just be able to push things forward. So we're literally kind of teetering on the edge of that. So we've got lots of exciting things to work on. So yeah, Brave Conversations, I think is probably my next brave move is how do we actually move the dial on this and make a difference and be ready for whatever resistance comes our way and in all of that. So yeah, diving deeper into pursuing diversity, equity and inclusion. Wonderful. Well, I certainly look forward to hearing about your progress with the not-for-profit and uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights today about bravery and a little bit about your story as the original uh, female brewer along with your business partner, Danielle. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity to have a chat. Wonderful. For listening to the Very Brave podcast. If you like this episode, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Also, remember to give us a rating and review. I'll be reading out reviews on future podcast episodes, and I'd love to share your insights. For more information and additional resources, check out the website at www.therealrachel.com and www.bravemedianetwork.com. I love hanging out on Instagram as well. So make sure you follow me there at The Real Rachel Evans. And let's continue this conversation. I look forward to chatting with you next time.